back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down with the 12 Days of Odfo. <laughs> nice cork pop right, Josh. Um, the 12 Days of Odfo, and we are uh, sitting down with Mr. Tyler Mert. He joined us again today. And then Josh. So how are we doing today, gentlemen? Happy to be here. Fanboy. day. Fanboy in the house. Good deal, good deal. So Josh, we've, we've got two fantastic pours here today that we're going to... Uh, sample for the 12th day of old foe you want to let everybody know what we're having on the 12th day of old foe tyler and i both brought a bottle of the old forester 150th anniversary batch proof i brought batch two tyler brought batch three so very very excited today was a a fresh crack for me on the batch two that i had and uh, excited to pour these because this bottle has been sitting, sitting in my bourbon bunker waiting for, oh, a month and a half now, I think, to be cracked, to be shared with friends, to be opened, to be enjoyed. And tonight, we're going to enjoy it. So uh, a little different than all of the other or most of the other days of the 12 days of Old Foe because... Most of the other bottles you, as our listeners, were able to get in some form or variation. Uh, the batch uh, one, two, or three of the 150th anniversary, kind of difficult to get your hands on. Um, Scott, you randomly, luckily, came across the bottle that I have, um, and they were just difficult to find, probably nationwide. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I actually got lucky enough and found all three bottles, but I uh, promised you a bottle. And you, Thank you. So you have the split of my series. So I have one and I have three, and you had two. And and had you told me, I would have brought one, and we would have just tried all three of them today. But I, 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 it was a total surprise for me on what we were drinking today. I wanted to surprise you. It's a special treat tonight, finishing out the 12th day of Old Foe fanboy is excited uh ready to drink this thing and enjoy it so first tyler can you tell us a little bit about how the 150th anniversary came about and maybe what you know batch one two and three are or why they're in batches yeah absolutely i mean first and foremost this is a celebration and unfortunate 2020 was supposed to be a banner year for us, like we were just talking about with the, the single barrel, the new single barrel releases, the 150th anniversary. Old Forester is the only bourbon out there that has been on the shelf in some way, shape, or form, or form since 1870 for 150 years straight. And, you know, that's definitely something to celebrate. So, um, we're, we're, we're still going hard at it. We are, uh, we'll find the right time to release it at the distillery and whatnot, but, uh, we're glad that it got to get out around the country and all that fun stuff. So what we did, we decided it would be 150 barrels, um, all the same day's production, much like you would do a birthday bourbon, two different warehouses, three different batches. This is what really allowed Jackie to kind of play around with all these different batches. And she really wanted to just kind of showcase all the different personalities that Old Forester can express essentially, um, not to the extent of what you find in like single barrel where everyone's different, but you know the the sweet, the fruity, the spicy, um, things like that. So roughly 
49. There were a couple empty barrels in there, so roughly 49 barrels per batch. That's where you get batch proof. It's not barrel proof because all these barrels were dumped together and 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 uh, married together. But we did not proof it down. We did not filter it. So it's uh, non-filtered, non-proof down, batch proof. So tonight we're drinking batches two and batches three, or batch two and batch three. Uh, batch two being 126.4 proof, batch three being 126.8 proof. Now, um, batch one, which we don't have with us, was 125.6. So if I recall right, on day 11, we drank a barrel strength, uh, single barrel, and it was at 126.9 proof. So just a wee hair bigger than uh, higher in proof. I was going to say that batch three was going to be the, the highest proof thing we had drank, but on day 11, we drank 126.9 proof. So uh, let's talk about them. I mean, I, it's exciting for me being uh, the fanboy that I am to, to have two of these here in front of us today and the ability to drink them and enjoy them and just talk about them because bourbon is for friends and drinking and socializing and gives you something to talk about when you're bored so b- batch two batch two so i'm gonna go first here and I'll, I'll let tyler kind of see if he agrees or disagrees or maybe he just has a slight difference in opinion but i get a lot of uh those uh baking spice notes on this i'm getting a little bit of like nutmeg things like that but i the the funny thing is, and and, and and I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna try it real quick, but I, I'm getting like a weird, like almost like a custard, like a like a custard filled donut type flavor I like profile to it. So um, when I'm when I'm smelling it, but I'm gonna see if I get that taste as well. But um, this is super exciting for me because it, it smells really like it's got a nice kick of that peppery spice from that uh that that rye high rye smell that I really really enjoy. So. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. I I thought this was just side by side nosing them. Uh, definitely the sweeter of the two, um, and I I get the custard. Mine was almost custard's a good a good analogy. Mine was almost like a vanilla, like melted vanilla ice cream, which pretty much the same difference, right? Yeah, pretty close. Um, you got to make you got to make a custard to make ice cream. Yeah, exactly. My nose got a cherry pop in this one that you find in so many of the old Forester uh, barrels or single barrels, that cherry smell just really good. Yeah, definitely. A lot of fruit. You do get that vanilla custardy tone, and then you can tell that this is going to be spice forward, uh, I think, as well. There's a lot of these really sweet baking spices right underneath all that you know but is it like nutmeg i mean it's almost like nutmeg yeah nut, fall spice clove cinnamon yeah. cedar yeah. uh nutmeg allspice whatever you it, want to call it teach their own it's an enjoyable spice though it's not that punch you in the mouth spice it's something that you really it's like little tingles on your tongue kind of spice but then to me it's got this uh it's got this dry finish to it, kind of like you're drinking a, a dry red wine. Like a Bordeaux or something? Yeah, it's not the, the wine flavor, but it's got that aftertaste of you just kind of feel that on your tongue and your mouth that you want to lick it a little bit. Yeah. I no, know. absolutely. I, I could see that. Now, I'm going I'm to add a couple of drops of water to this, which I really hate to do just because, you know me, I'm barrel-proof snob, but... 
um, I'm just kind of curious to see where it, where it goes and, and, and what it's going to be like when we do that. You literally like tip of, you know, an eyedropper, like two little baby drops there. And I'm over here like faucets on <laughs> not, yeah. not tonight though. No, I, I can't do that, man. I, no, the, the anticipation with this one, just on the nose, it, it does seem like you're diving into dessert of some sort. Holy smack, yeah. man. I, I just Get went back water. to that thing, uh, with my nose in it and like, a I got an alcohol burn on the nostril there. I was, uh, that shocked me because I haven't had that, uh, that I recall in any of these, uh, that we've tried pretty good. So coming back to it, that second time, adding a little bit of water, I'm getting almost like a gingerbread cookie. Yeah. Some of those spices. Would you call it French toast? No, no, there's not, I, 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 I'm not getting cinnamon now. Maybe I'm missing it. You know, um, I'm not really getting a cinnamon note off this at all. I and Tyler may, <laughs> Tyler may disagree, but it, it's almost like gingerbread. Like, um, but the, but the, the taste of like ginger, um, like I would, I mean, if this wasn't what it was, I would oh actually, I would actually mix it with like a really, really good like Bundaberg ginger ale or something like that to really, really accent, the, accentuate the flavor of it. But uh, it, it's too expensive and too nice for me to mix it with something like that. I did drop some water in it, and I tell you, it opens up a cinnamon hit to it, uh, surprisingly. But then I got some afterburn, like I was drinking Fireball in there. It still does have you. It's it still it still holds its heat well. No, even, even with dropping, a little water, yeah. if not gains heat. Yeah, with a little water. Yeah, it Which opens up on the backside. It, it 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 and it's on the finish side. It's not up front. The front actually has way less bite with the water, but for some strange reason, the finish really brings out those rye notes, like that that heavy punch that you get on the backside. And, and like I said, it's almost like a baking spice, but a heavy, hot baking spice. Maybe it is cinnamon. It's just, it doesn't taste cinnamony, but it's got that same bite that you would be reminiscent of cinnamon or black pepper or something like that. You just think fireball when you think cinnamon. I, and I, this I, is like the actual spice of cinnamon. And maybe that's what it is. When I think of cinnamon, I think of red hots, like Shemp's red hots. No, World it, famous. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's like cinnamon oil. Like the really concentrated cinnamon oil that you get yeah. on those little maybe that's, big things. Maybe that's whatnot. where I'm missing it. It is good. Uh, I I could drink this a little more than I drink the barrel strength on a regular occasion. Yeah, it's man. I tell you, it's man. That is that's good. Um, but it's just that's so unique. I mean, that's different than most any other barrel strength. And and I'm, my my apologies. I know you said it's batch proof, but with it not having any water added to it, I just always consider it barrel strength at that point. But it's just really, really different. I mean, it's got way different spices. It's got, it's different than most any old Forester I've ever tried. I got to say that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was kind of the intent is for these to each have their own unique personality that is different from a single barrel that is just going to offer something new and fun entertainment, you know. Like we said, getting together with friends. If you got one, I got two. You got three. Getting together and trying to so are these your figure these out. So are these your typical four, five, or six year bottles, or are these like six, seven, eight, or what, where are they at? As I understand it, they're they're all the exact same age, right? Didn't you say they were all yep. dumped on the same date? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in that five, six year range. Gotcha. I forget the day again. It's been eight months since nine months, ten damn. months when we, since we were briefed on this and damn COVID. I know. Well, so 
just as a recap to to people that may have not made every day of our 12 days of old foe the um, the mash bill for all of old foresters bourbons is the exact same and has been for a very very long time is that yes yeah the mash bill uh since at least prohibition the one thing that changed, I think our current yeast strain was isolated around 1978, um, very similar to the one that they had been using prior to that. But uh, anything since 1978, they always say it's amazing. You can taste Old Forester from the 80s, and it tastes 70s and 80s, and it tastes exactly like 86 or 100 today. So I don't need Pretty to go, impressive. go be in search of an old Dusty from the 70s? Not really. I mean... They're, they're out there still, which is awesome. Get some of those Olympic bottles and whatnot. And so uh, We tasted some old Dusties uh, yeah. a while back on a, a podcast night, and I there was one of them that was good, and then the others were just not for me. So we, we, we tried a 1969 Oak Crow Chessman, a 1976 Jim Beam, a 1977 McCormick, and a 1984 Wild Turkey, and they were all in decanters. And then I think maybe the, that's what part of it was. Too. Oh, that's and, a lot of and, oxidation. And yeah, decanters do oxidize. They do get yeah. a little bit less. They just don't do as well. And I think that's why the '76 held up so well because I've had some '69 Chessmen that were unbelievably good, and those were just a little bit off flavor profile from the ones that I'd tried. Gotcha. Well, all right. So Tyler was kind enough to bring batch three surprisingly to us tonight. So let's go ahead and let's try batch three and then let's just see what's different because each of these, as I nosed through them originally, I mean, just very, very distinct differences that would shock you for a batch proof, which is not a typical thing, a batch proof, but uh, a, a batch proof that's got, what did you say, 50 barrels roughly plus or minus in each batch that they would not be very similar, but these have enormously different aromas to them. Yeah, they do. I was, um, you know, I said the one is like dessert. This to me is a lot more, you know, earthy, piney. Get a little more of that pine resin, grassy note to it. Um, this is the big boy. This is the higher proof one. But, you know... I got to say, it's really intriguing on the nose. More of that rye spice comes out. It's definitely not as uh, not as sweet or fruity, but for being the big boy, it finishes incredibly smooth. I, I get a little bit of the mint, which I don't typically get there from you go. Forester, there it is. so that's that's weird. Like that's because uh, it just peeks its head out every now and then. And I just get a little bit of that mint, and it may be like what you said, like almost like a cedar or pine flavor, maybe that I'm getting on that nose. But would you call it like a prairie dog, where it just kind of pops up there every once in a while? Yeah, I guess you could call it a prairie dog. <laughs> maybe a meerkat. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it dep- you really got to geek out to differentiate between pine and mint and eucalyptus. You know. I know some dudes that can do it, man. Oh, yeah. I, and you can do it, obviously. I mean, you've got a fantastic palate, man. I just, man, I, I'm, I'm, but I I'm just saying, don't stress yourself out over it. I'm not, I'm just going to drink Girl them all and throw those three in a bag. Just like, uh, so, I mean, that's a really good point there. Tyler is we we're wrapping up our 12 days of old forester, 12 days of old foe, as I've called it. 
it's all about enjoying what you're drinking. Who cares if you can say it's a tobacco leaf versus a tea or if it's a, a citrus, a lemon citrus versus banana or a caramelized French creme brulee, whatever the crap it is. It's whiskey and it's good. Well, you can't, especially, you couldn't have said it better, especially during these times, uh, like we said last, you know, bourbon is about the, the camaraderie, the friendship, the family, whoever you're sharing it with. One of my favorite stories, it, like old campfire stories from the wine world as a sommelier is that the, uh, the Aspen Food and Wine Fest, one of the top wine critics in the world is there signing autographs and whatever, uh, critics or viewers. And some hotshot comes up to him and he's like, so Mr. Wine Guy, let me tell you, I've got the last, here's what's in my cellar, the last 20 years of DRC and Latosh, I've got the entire Opus One collection, yada, yada, you know, on and on of the who's who of all these bottles of wine. So, so what do you think? What, what do I need in my cellar? What am I missing? Looks at him and says, sounds like you're missing a corkscrew. (laughs) And you know, that translates uh, especially when this is all over and we can all get together again in uh, groups with family or friends, you know, don't, don't hold on to these special bottles and let them get dusty. It's not an ego thing just to show people you have it. It's, it's meant to be open and enjoyed friends, family, and fellowship. That's what bourbon's all about. Exactly. That's what I tell everybody. They come over, they want to open something in the bourbon bunker. Absolutely. We're going to open it. We're going to love it. Maybe we won't, but we're going to open it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to have a good time. And if you need to take a sample bottle home with you, I got some sample bottles we'll send home with you too. So by the way, I absolutely love this pour. This might be my my favorite one that we've tried during the entire process. I'm going to add a couple of drops of water just to see what happens. But this this just popped at me. I My tongue, you know, the front of my tongue got, it got tingly. On my second drink of this thing, there's just a couple. It just like it bit it. You know, it's like hitting that taste bud and it just smacks it. And it did. And, and I agree. What I love about I didn't mention that the last time we tried the uh, barrel proof, and this is batch proof, but any of the higher proofs, what we found is Old Forester barrel strength, when you get up there, it's hot, it's big, it's bold, but it all stays above the collarbone. It's not all the way down into your belly burn. You no, know? It's, it's just that regular Kentucky hug. It gives you exactly. right to the top part, like you said, the collarbone right there, and it just yeah. stays really good. Scott, what do you think with a few drops of water in there as you're nosing it the second time? <clears throat> so the nose, it actually opens up the nose on some of the more um, complex fruit notes on this whenever I add a, just a touch of water. I do get a little banana, which... It's uh, definitely um, more reminiscent of what your standard, you know, Old Forester would bring over. Um, but let me try it. I'll tell you. So I'll note while he's doing that, for those listeners that have been paying attention, I want to say back on day four, the fourth day of Old Foe, we did the original batch, 1870, 1870. So as you look at the old Forester 150th anniversary, you'll notice 1870 to 2020, the 150 years. So uh, just a bit of geeky, Uh, 1870 there, the original year, original batch. You guys hopefully got to try it back on day four, and here we are 150 years later uh, trying something very similar. So for this, it, it, 
it definitely um, keeps those earthy notes um, that it started with, with a, with a little bit of water. But, man, it, it, the finish is just so smooth. I mean, when you add those couple of drops of water, it's just, it's like butter. I mean, it's got, it's got lots of legs to it. It's got a lot of uh, oily notes to it. And it just really just, it, it hugs and just finishes really, really well with that extra water. Every time you guys say earthy tones, I, it, it just makes me cringe because there was this bottle of a, a 10-year single barrel that I happened to pick up at a liquor store two or three years ago before it became, you know, the world's top whiskey that year. And it, this thing was like chewing on peat moss. And, and I swear I must have had, and it's not Old Forester because otherwise I wouldn't have drank it for three not. years after. <laughs> no, it was a different brand here. Uh, barrel. I know exactly in. what you're talking about. And I just, this thing it tasted like the barrel itself had gone bad and that somebody didn't t- didn't catch that these earth tones and it was like eating dirt and earthy moss peat moss and so i just cringe a little bit when you guys are saying earthy tones so but I, I don't think that's what you all mean no when i mean earthy i mean like more of um like that leather more of um you know the like cedar pine uh, more the, those minty flavors, that the high rye flavor that you get from those things. I also get a lot of citrus of it whenever I added the water. I get some like almost like a, a lemon or maybe it, it, an orange, something in that area. Um, but it, it just, it really opened it up a lot whenever, you know, I had added that little bit of water. Yeah, so. I agree. And especially just touching on the earthy, on the earthy tone thing, don't let that scare you off. Uh, if, especially if you're kind of a novice to this, because if you, you know, earthy can encompass stemmy woodsy herbs like sage and rosemary and thyme and those things It can encompass the, the leather and the pipe tobacco. Those are all in the pine and the mint. Those are all earthy, you know, what could be constituted as earthy. I, I guess um, I, now if you're getting mushroom or mold or peat moss, that's a problem that is that is usually old corn that was at the bottom of the elevator that you know at the end of the season when a thousand ten thousand pounds of corn was on top of it and it got moldy or it got crushed that's or, a flaw or it's I, just scotch i'll very clearly <laughs> or say it's just scotch yeah it's <laughs> nothing i've ever had from old forester because i love but in bourbon forester. that should not happen and that is a sad truth and you know i again i never talked bad about any distilleries but there you will find some out there that um will will make barrel proof towards the end of the season the higher proofs because at 130 you can't you can't taste those flavors but when you water it down you know they they start to come out so um yeah, just stay away from the mushroom and the peat moss and the moldy and the newspaper and the wet cardboard. That's that that ind- indicates a problem with your bourbon, not with your scotch, but wet, with your bourbon. <laughs> wet cardboard. Band-aid, yeah. And the moral of that story was if you have something and it just tastes off, you probably don't just throw that whole brand out, but you go and try it at a bar for six or eight bucks, hopefully, if it's that price. And you say, man, I just got a really crappy single barrel bottle at my house and I'm going to throw that crap away. And I did. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes no, you get a drain I mean, pour. Every, really, I, everybody's actually, out there to make the best product they can. So no, that absolutely. should not let you I, dissuade you from trying other things. I took it into the office and gave it to a coworker and said, hey, man, this one's just not for me. You might want to try this. 
He probably loved it. That's the worst Somebody you didn't like. (laughs) He actually opened it there in the office on a Friday afternoon. He's like, nah, I ain't ain't taking that home. (laughs) So So it probably was just a bad bottle. I think it was just a bad bottle because he loved that 10-year bottle. Um, It is rare, man. Um, I've I've gotten a couple times. I've only seen it maybe three times in my life, a corked bottle of liquor. Used to happen a lot more in the wine world. You get corked bottles, the TCA taint because of the way they make corn, but it does happen. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent understand where you're coming from with that. I, I think it definitely does happen and we definitely have to, you know, look past it and, and dive back in to, and to see it because you, you could get, you could get a bad bottle. It could happen. It, it's but, very few and far between at this point, but it does, happen. it does happen. But what we had tonight was excellent. Oh, absolutely. This is a fantastic pour. I, I will say of mine, if, I, if I'm going to compare two to three, three is a solid winner for me. Um, and it, it's a hands-down winner, right? And I, I, may, I may be the minority here, so I'm going to let you all weigh in on this, but three is my choice out of the two. I enjoyed both of them. It, it would be difficult for me to say I liked one more than the other. I enjoyed them both. It's like having two kids. I like both kids. <laughs> Lack of opinion. Tyler, Tyler, do you have a choice? I I, I agree. I, I'm a three fan. That was the one that I first tried, and I was like, this is phenomenal. I've since tried two. Uh, I think you were saying that the, the buzz out there is it's it's down to somewhere between one and three. That's the rumor I've heard. Is the best. But if... Guys, if you're at the liquor store and they have a bottle of two, get it. It's not going to disappoint. Oh, no. No, two, um, two's a fantastic pour uh, for sure. Yeah, they're they're both delicious. Um, I having those earthy tones, which you know, to me that kind of intrigues me more as that it it's more levels of complexity that you don't get in uh, standard. I, I really like that high rye flavor. And I think that's, that's a little bit more reminiscent of that high rye flavor. Yeah. For I, sure. I can tell you here we are on day 12 that there has not been a single pour over the last 12 days of old foe that I disliked. I loved them all. And, and they all, they're all in that same, uh, they have same similar flavor profiles as the base, but they're all so different. And, and they offer so much variety that you could go or I will go to a liquor store or a curbside pickup and get whatever they have, pick it up, and I know I'm going to enjoy it because it is just a phenomenal product. Yeah, and, and Tyler wasn't able to share the the actual Whiskey Row series with us. The, what is it, 1870 through 1920, is that right? If 1870, 1897, 1910, and 1920. So you could have just said, yes, and you're statesman. right. And <laughs> statesman. And statesman. So um, of those, like the, those are the ones that like I'm just shocked at how different they are from those differences based on the fact that we know it's all the same mash bill. It just it intrigues the holy living bejesus out of me um, on, on how different they were. Everything we drank over the last 12 days of Old Foe have been the exact same mash bill with the exception of the rye, which is an obvious difference. But man, it, it's amazing that they're all that different. And it's amazing that what we drank today, batch two and batch three of 150th anniversary are that different uh, when you have have mixed, I don't, mixed or blended or poured 50 barrels. Was it 50 or 150? 
150 total. 150 total, so 50 50 barrels each. 50 barrels per batch that you get that much variety in those. I mean, it's just amazing to me. It absolutely is. So, Todd, do you you want to tell people, you know, where can we find Old Forester? Where's the best place to get Old Forester? All those type of things before the we wrap up. liquor store. Well, obviously the liquor store, but, you know, he, he's probably got some other insight on, on, on what's out there. No, definitely the liquor store. And the amazing thing, guys, is you got to remember, this was a million case brand back in 1970, Old Forester was. And you go through the 80s and 90s with wine coolers and Zima and then the wine boom. Gross. And, you know... Uh, it's just now been within the last three years of really the six-year big Berman boom that we've had. Six, It's gone longer than that, but in full speed the last uh, six to seven years. Uh, since we got our home place and we've been able to tell our story that we've really caught on and it's growing exponentially. So give us time to catch up. We are getting into more and more accounts across the country. Uh, like we said, with the single barrels, it's a great problem to have. If you can, hopefully all this mess will be over soon. Get out to the bourbon trail, come see all the distilleries. They're all a blast. Um, if you've ever done wine country or whatever, uh, you're, you're not missing out on anything. This, this offers as much, if not more. So come see us here at the distillery. We'll try and have something special on the shelves for you. Um, and, you know, we're, we're trying. It's, it's, What's the address here? 119 West Main. We are located on Whiskey Row, uh, right in the heart of downtown Louisville. If you can find the Yum Center, we're right next door. So when you are open, what's your hours of operations? We will be 10 to 5 if we resume tours. We are hoping to open up to the public with retail uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, subsequent to that, we will be hosting tastings of small groups of 10 to 12. And But, you know, when, when we get the green light, we'll be open for full production tours, 10 to 530. So does com? do they ship all over the United States? They do not ship. There's only about six states that allow bourbon to be shipped, that allow okay. alcohol to be shipped. So if you if you're if you know you're one of those states, contact uh, oldforester.com. Sign up on our email list. Uh, visit the website. You can shop online. If not, you know definitely uh, more and more retail outlets across the country are starting to pick up uh, more and more of the entire lineup. And subscribe to their email list. I mean, you know, I'm on their email list and, and I've able, I've been able to get a lot of really, really great bottles from Old Forester just from that email list alone. So, so Scott, let me, let me do a recap there here for our 12 days of Old Vogue just to go through a list and I'm not going to sing it because it would really kill me to sing all of that. And I'm a horrible singer. So the first day of Old Foe, we had 86 proof bourbon. Second day, we had the Old Forester Signature 100 proof. Third day, we had the 100 proof rye. The fourth day, we had the Whiskey Row Series 1870, the original batch, and one of my favorites. The fifth day, we had the 1897 bottled in bond. The sixth day, we had the 1910, which uh, when it released was the hottest thing you could find in whiskey. Uh, Took them a good six or eight months to recover and a great pour. The seventh day, we had the 1920 reigning in at 115 proof, which was a really good pour. And Scott keeps telling me he's going to mix 
at some point in 1910 and in 1920 for a taterific sticker on it. Uh, on day eight, we had the Statesman. Highly recommend you go catch the movie uh, Kingsman uh, and both the first and second one because they're stupidly funny. The ninth day, we had one of my favorites, which you'll no longer find on a shelf. So uh, don't reach out to me because I'm not sharing the uh, 90 proof single barrel. The 10th day, we had the first hundo, a master taster selection from Miss Jackie Zykan, uh, the 100 proof single barrel, which is a beautiful pour as well. Th uh, the 11th day, we had a barrel strength single barrel, which hopefully you'll be able to find on a shelf somewhere if you happen to walk in on the day that they put it on that shelf. And then today, our very last day, it makes me sad that we're done with the 12 days of Old Foe. But hey, next month, I'm going to have another 31 days of Old Foe at my house. So uh, today, we had the Old Forester 150th anniversary batch proof. Luckily, batches two and three. Tyler, thank you so much for having us, uh, for joining us. Scott, I hope you really enjoyed this whiskey today. I ha I've enjoyed all 12 days immensely. Um, Would you sing for us? Uh, probably not today, but another day you can probably catch me. I've not had quite enough to drink yet to sing. <laughs> don't look at me either. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> On the 12th day of old foe. My true love gave to me. I'm not calling you my true love. That's all right. Scott gave to me batch two. Batch two, I that's right. I bought it from him, but he did give it to me. That's right. That cost. So uh, if you're Thank looking you. for if you're looking for bourbon barrel talk, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hit the subscribe button. That's what we love. We love it when people subscribe and, and get those episodes as soon as they come out. Make sure you're sharing our um, our posts. Make sure you're sharing our episodes with your friends and your family. That's what bourbon is all about: sharing with your friends and family and the fellowship that comes along with it. Um, this is Scott, Josh, and Tyler. We're all signing off from the Bourbon Barrel Talk family. Have a happy Christmas and the 12 days of Old Foe. Old Foe fanboy, peace and out. Cheers, guys.